Hey, I'm Jesse. As we continue in our series, Reason for Hope, I wanna answer one of the most common questions that's being asked by skeptics in our community and throughout our world. It's about the problem of evil. The big word title for this whole discussion is called theodicy, T-H-E-O-D-I-C-Y, theodicy. In short, it's like, why do bad things happen to good people? How could a loving God allow evil in the world? This is addressed specifically as the problem of evil. Evil is only considered a problem if you don't really believe the Bible, because the Bible actually explains where evil came from and where evil is going. Its ultimate absolute, its ultimate reckoning is even prophesied in the Bible. So to me, it's a misnomer to call it the problem of evil. I have no problem accounting for where evil came from. I can see exactly where it came from and where it's going. But nonetheless, that's the term for it, theodicy or the problem of evil. Here's a biblical answer to that question. Job chapter one, verse six. One day the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, those are angels, and Satan also came with them. The Lord asked Satan, where have you come from? From roaming through the earth, Satan answered him, and walking around on it. Do you remember the curse in Genesis where he was cursed to crawl on his belly? Do you remember 1 Peter? wherein he is roaming about the earth. He is not omnipresent. This is part of his curse in Eden, part of his attribute as ontologically a serpent, and now uh, he's walking around the earth. Then the Lord said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job? No one else on earth is like him, a man of perfect integrity who fears God and turns away from evil. Satan answered the Lord, does Job fear God for nothing? Haven't you placed a hedge around him and his household and everything he owns? You have blessed the work of his hands and the possessions have increased in the land, but stretch out your hand and strike everything he owns and he will surely curse you to your face. Very well, the Lord told Satan, everything he owns is in your power. However, do not lay a hand on Job himself. So Satan left the Lord's presence. One day when Job's sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in their oldest brother's house, a messenger came to Job and reported, while the oxen were plowing and the donkeys were grazing nearby, the Sabaeans swooped down and took them away. They struck down the servants with your sword, and I alone have escaped to tell you. He was still speaking when another messenger came and reported, God's fire fell from heaven. It burned the sheep and the servants and devoured them, and I alone have escaped to tell you. That messenger was still speaking when yet another came and reported, the Chaldeans formed three bands and made a raid on the camels and took them away. They struck down the servants with the sword, and I alone have escaped to tell you. He was still speaking when another messenger came and reported, your sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in their oldest brother's house. Suddenly a powerful wind swept in from the desert and struck the four corners of the house. It collapsed on the young people so they died and I alone have escaped to tell you. And Job stood up, tore his robe, it's an ancient sign of deep grief, and shaved his head, a sign of shame, and fell to the ground and worshiped saying, naked I came from my mother's womb, naked I will leave this life. The Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Throughout all this, Job did not sin or blame God for anything. That's Job 1, verses 6 through 22. Evil is not actually a problem for Christianity. We can see in Job's story a microcosm of the collective redemptive story. We can see that God holds sway over evil that evil must go to God for permission to attack and must abide by the parameters given by God. Yeah, but Jesse, why does God give evil any parameters at all? This is a non-argument. It's also completely pointless because God does allow this. 
He simply does. We don't live in a universe wherein God completely eliminates evil, at least not yet. That's describing heaven. That's like asking, why aren't we, though sinful, in heaven? You see, we contribute to the very evil that brings about sin. We contribute to the very problem that we are condemning. God has provided redemption. God has provided a way to heaven. God will have his perfect heavenly will done in heaven. And in moments, we get glimpses of it here on earth, but we are part of the very problem we condemn. There's no problem of evil for the Christian. We can see its origins. We can see uh, how God has controlled it, and we can see how God is going to ultimately defeat it. Anything else, any complaints that evil even exists is hypocritical, and it's also a refusal to acknowledge the reality of our situation. Like, we have contributed to evil. God is going to redeem us. Here's the reality of the situation. There's only hope in Jesus. Let me pray for us. God, pray that you would give us the boldness to stand by your word. It's in your name we pray. Amen.